Hello there, my name is Sister Catherine Herms, and welcome to this Reflection on the Bread of Life, part of our series on listening to the Word of God. Whenever we come together to listen to the Word of God, we really are entering into a great adventure. Our hearts want more than just simply information or moral instruction, and we truly want more than just to feel God's presence. What we truly want with all our soul is this possibility of opening ourselves up to God's transformative action, to be made new creatures in Christ, to let the old go and allow Christ to be formed in us. So let's begin. A reading from the Gospel of John, chapter 6. The next day the crowd that had stayed on the far shore saw that the disciples had taken the only boat and they realized Jesus had not gone with them. Several boats from Tiberias landed near the place where the Lord had blessed the bread and the people had eaten. So when the crowds saw that neither Jesus nor his disciples were there, they got into the boats and went across to Capernaum to look for him. They found him on the other side of the lake and asked, Rabbi, when did you get here? The thirst for God is present in every person on the face of the earth. The yearning for fulfillment beats in every human heart. The women and men in today's gospel had experienced being fed. They they had experienced being completely satisfied, miraculously, in the presence of Jesus who had multiplied the bread and the fish brought by a small boy. From a few loaves and fish, 5,000 people had been more than amply provided for, and this did not escape their notice. When the people saw the sign he had done, they said, This is truly the prophet, the one who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing what was in their hearts, fled because he knew they were coming to take him away and make him their king. These children of Israel, with their homeland, occupied by the Romans with all the humiliation and indignity that goes with being an oppressed people, suddenly flickered with hope. They believed they had found a way out of their problems in the person of Jesus who had provided for them beyond their wildest imagining. If they could just keep him for themselves, like being able to make three wishes that would change the circumstances of their life forever. When they sought for Jesus the next day, he said as much to them. Jesus answered them and said, Amen, amen. I say to you, you are looking for me, not because you saw signs, but because you ate the loaves and were filled. Do not work for food that perishes. In order to live, we need to nourish ourselves. We need dignity and peace. The hearts of the people in this crowd were hoping against hope that things could change for them on a temporal level. They just didn't realize that things had already changed. With the radical newness of the incarnation of the Son of God, everything had already become new. A greater hope of a more eternal promise was being fulfilled before their very eyes, yet they could not recognize it. They were enamored still of the loaves of bread they had eaten. They were still looking for the food that perishes. Their imagination was too small. In the document Verbum Domini, Benedict XVI writes, 
What the church proclaims to the world is a logos of hope. In order to be able to live fully each moment, men and women need the great hope, which is the God who possesses a human face and who has loved us to the end. Paragraph 91. When we have found him, when we have let ourselves be seen by Jesus, when we have allowed ourselves to be saved by Jesus, we will no longer be absorbed by what we can get for ourselves, but in how we can tell others about him. Again, in the words of Benedict XVI, we cannot keep to ourselves the words of eternal life given to us in our encounter with Jesus Christ. They are meant for everyone, for every man and woman. Everyone today, whether he or she knows it or not, needs this message. May the Lord himself raise up in our midst a new hunger and thirst for the word of God. Do not work for food that perishes, Jesus admonishes a crowd with an ardent desire to expand their hearts and deepen their hope. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. This food by which they will truly be fed is the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is that which comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. It is the food on which we ourselves, thousands of years later, are weekly and even daily nourished if we so desire. In the first line of Panis Angelicus, the famous Eucharistic hymn written in the 13th century by St. Thomas Aquinas, we sing, The bread of angels is made the bread of mortals. Then St. Thomas leads us to cry out in wonder, a wonderful thing, the Lord becomes our food, poor, a servant, and humble. With as much intensity and effort as the crowds sought out the Lord who had multiplied the loaves and the fishes, satisfying their needs that day, may we seek out the bread of angels, the true bread from heaven, the Eucharist, to be nourished on the body and blood of the Lord. And having been fed with the bread from heaven, may we become Eucharistic missionaries to all those who feel no need, no urgency, no desire to be fed with the bread of angels that lasts unto eternal life. As Pope Benedict XVI has said, it is our responsibility to pass on what, by God's grace, we ourselves have received. God bless you.